put it on focus. Welcome back, everyone, to Faith, Family, and Politics, episode number 50, guys. 5 0. And uh, if there's ever a time we're going to have what kind of show, Louie? A really big show today. Heck yeah, that guy to my left, host of Rodriguez Rants, Louie Rodriguez. Hello, hello. Thank you for having me. Did, Acro- you, did you mention who you are? I didn't hear yeah, you. Didn't no, I'll get back to that. I'll get back to that. Across from him, you've seen him a couple times. A few. few. Always making a, a solid appearance. Cam, you want to say hi to everybody? Glad to be back. Uh, you don't say it to the mic, say it As to the usual. people. Glad to, glad to be back. <laughs> Mr. <Okay>. Cameron Reed. <laughs> Across from me. I'm sorry, Cam. Was I? Was I? As always. As always. Excellent, excellent. <laughs> uh, right next to him. Well, we'll get back to him in a second. He's way more important than me, so I want to I want to end with him. I don't know about that, but. I'm just stepping in for, for this week so he can make sure to bring an amazing message. I'm the host of Laughing Libertarian, Alan McFarland, and uh just fortunate to be able to be in this chair today. So, but most importantly, the host you are used to, <laughs> <laughs> who leads us uh, every week, Josh Cummins. Hey, it's, uh, it's it's nice to to know that uh, we got people willing to step up and 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 guest host and allow me to uh, the freedom to uh, sit over here in this uh, this chair and uh, bring bring a message. So I appreciate it. And I appreciate everybody here because oh, the majority of, of Revolver broadcasting is right here in this building right now. So um, it's always it's always great. And I'm for episode 50 of all of all times, mm-hmm. um, which is monumental because a lot of podcasts don't make it past like 25. I think 27 is like the maximum most podcasts make it to. So. Really? I didn't know that. I didn't know that at all. Uh, we just all of us, all of us grind. All of us have. Yeah. I mean, Louie, you're grinding all the time as well. So, and, uh, you know, behind the boards, you guys don't see him. We all love him. Uh, that fantastic producer, Sterling. Okay. He, <laughs> he's he waves. waving. He's waving, of course. If you shout loud enough, they'll hear you on the mics. That's true. Woo! There we go. <laughs> That's his episode 50 woo. But uh, before we dive into this, make sure you are liking this. You're sharing it with your friends because your friends really, really want to see this. I promise you. If you're not subscribed, go ahead and hit subscribe. If you are subscribed, could you do us a favor and hit the bell? Uh, and make sure you follow us on everything, including your, your right here, YouTube or Rumble. Uh, make that um, True Social, Facebook, or anywhere you your audio podcasts. So. Good job. Thank you. Oh, <laughs> uh, I think we should go ahead and we want to dive into a message. Just before we do, just to let you know, if you're not subscribed, Louie will hunt you down. Dang, Louie. <laughs> <laughs> he just confirmed with a head nod. He didn't even say anything. He just had a little bit of laugh, and then you know it's true, right? Yeah, I love it. I love it. A little nod. Like, eh, well, it is what it is. You know, <laughs> might, I might we have to. supposed to say it, but you know. <laughs> <laughs> and we see who you are. We see who's watching and not subscribing. We can see it. It's it's uh, yeah. It's on the back end of our uh, um, uh, was it uh, analytics? Yes. You can actually see. So <laughs> we can see what countries, especially. <laughs> Yeah, well, interestingly enough, I think we have a few uh, few friends in Canada too. So basically, we know where to vacation. <laughs> <laughs> if things go right here, um, we'll be calling our friends in other countries, I guess. <laughs> Lay low for a little while. Um, yeah. So <laughs> to get into the message here, I want um, I, I want to go ahead and uh, say what the title is going to be. Uh, what is love? We're going we're to go uh, over. No. 
No, you're not Night of the Rocks bearing me right now. <laughs> it's what most people think about when they hear that question, what is love? Uh, but we're going to ask the legitimate question, even Alan's doing the Night of the Roxbury um, Hadaway, what is love song, uh, head bob. But um, it's we're going to ask that legitimate question, and we're going to go uh, uh, into a, a, a deep dive into what that actually means. Uh, so if, uh, without further ado, we'll go into a word of prayer. Um, Lord, we want to, Father, we come to, to you tonight uh, on episode 50 of Faith, Family, and Politics. Uh, may this show uh, stay on the airwaves as long as you see fit, sir. Um, we want we want to know that uh, we're doing the right thing here. So, you know, we'd like to see some confirmation out there, making making sure we get some comments <coughs> and a few more subscribers and followers so that we, uh, we know that we can further that reach and let people know about you, Lord. And... Uh, Hopefully tonight they'll get uh, all out of this message as, uh, as much work as <laughs> was put into it because I was up late um, trying to put the finishing touches on it. So <clears throat> thank you, Lord. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. 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 All right. What is love? That's a big question. We can all ask that question, right? What, what, before, before I dive in real quick, what, what do you think love is, Louis? Well, love is... Um you love your loved ones, your wife, God. That's mostly what love is all about. But there's some people that don't know what love is. They think they love, but they don't know what love really is. Yeah. And Alan? I think it's a, I mean, I, I hate to use the word undescribable while trying to give you a, a definition, but I think it's a like a real bond. It's a true bond that we have that we really can't... Um, can't really put into words. I mean, it's beyond that, right? There's so many times where you love someone and you're going, okay, there, I can, I can list the qualities I love about that person, but that's really what you like about them. And all of that equates into that feeling that you have. Yeah. Cameron. Uh, I was going to add, uh, with specific types of love, uh, it could be even for parental figures to their children. It's not always going to show as like a, a positive show. It could even be for like, uh, keeping rules in place to keep someone you care about safe, knowing that you can protect someone is, is that unconditional or, or show of love for those around you. Yeah. Um, so to start here, I say that our, our, lo our loving God loves to love because he is love and loves us all. Are you confused yet? Yes. <laughs> um, well, I'm, I'm confused. Uh, I could say that. Um, but when it comes to the Bible, the word love seems to be everywhere. But how many times is it exactly mentioned? Um, for those who read the King James Version, it appears 310 times. For those who read the New King James Version, it, it appears 361 times. For those like me who read the ESV, the English Standard Version, it appears 551 times. And for those who read the New Living Translation, it appears 645 times because each time it's another iteration to, the, to the, the English language, another translation, right? Um, so, but, you know, like I said, I happen to use the ESV English Standard Version, so I guess the answer for me is 551. That's how many times. Uh, the English language is not very precise in its descriptions. For example, I love my wife. I love my friends. I love pepperoni pizza, even though it doesn't agree uh, and, and love me back. Ugh, indigestion, am I right? 
But that being said, I don't love my friend the same way I love my wife. Thankfully. Uh, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> and I definitely don't love pizza as I love her. Might have a movie on her hands. Um, so do you see the problem? Uh, the English language uses the same word love to describe a wide variety of different things as we, as we got from the questions just around the table here. Mm-hmm. Um, and there are actually seven uh, types uh, described in the Bible per the Greek translation. Uh, let's find out what is love. Um, the first is uh, eros in the Greek. Uh, this means romantic love. So eros is an intense sexual desire for someone. Usually it is so passionate and overwhelming that the Greeks often thought it would cause someone to lose control of their words or actions. It is where we get the word erotic. Uh, eros can be a very dangerous thing if not reined in quickly. Two examples of eros are found in the Old Testament. Samson was slow to figure it out, but he finally understood the danger of eros after his passion for Delilah backfired on him. Uh, Samson was a bit uh, overconfident in himself, perhaps with some reason. Uh, God had obviously blessed him with great strength, but it is evident he was not very blessed with common sense or impulse control. Samson slept with harlots in in Judges chapter 16, verse 1, and burned entire grain fields in revenge in Judges chapter 15, verse 5. But then he met Delilah, Judges chapter 16, and he could not keep his hands off her. It turns out she was a spy for the Philistines. And as we know, she tricked him into telling her what the source of his strength was. Later, after he was asleep, she shaved off all of his hair. That was the source of his strength. After which the Philistines arrested him and gouged out his eyes. King David also had trouble keeping his hands to himself when he spotted Bathsheba bathing one day. Though they were both already married, He immediately sent for her so he could be intimate with her. Um, A few months later, she sends word to him that she is pregnant, and David instantly starts plotting her husband's death. Sounds like an episode of Murray and then Jerry right after, right? Um, It seems the Greeks had their uh, uh, definition of eros correct. It can be a very dangerous thing. Philia uh, is the second one. Uh, This is known as affectionate love. Um, All love is affectionate in some manner, but philia, love, is one that does not involve any passion or sexual impulse. It is more like love between good friends or goodwill between you and someone you respect or admire. We see philia love between Jesus and his disciples. They started as a ragtag group of of people that uh, Jesus gathered, but they ended up becoming such good friends that, They continued to minister together long after Jesus ascended back to heaven. Jesus also asked Peter if he uh, had filial love for him during uh, a conversation that they uh, had uh, soon after Jesus' first first appearance following his resurrection. He was essentially asking Peter if he loved uh, him like a best friend. You might want to note that this was the third question Jesus asked in Uh, John chapter 21, verse 17. Um, The Apostle John also noted that philia is the kind of love that clearly defines what it means to be a Christian. By this we know love because he laid down his life for us, 
and we also ought to lay down our lives for the brethren. It's 1 John chapter 3, verse 16. He goes on to say in verse 18, My little children, let us not love in word or in tongue, but in deed and in truth. And by this we know that we are of the truth and shall assure our hearts before him. Philia uh, can feed back into Eros uh, love to help build a romantic relationship over the long term. But among friends, as it should be, Philia stands alone. The third type is storge. Uh, that's familiar love. Though storge can be confused with Philia, love among friends, it has more to do with the love a family feels for each other. It is most recognized as the love a parent has for his or her child. It's a very strong bond that is not easily broken. Of course, eros, romantic love, and philia, affectionate love, can evolve into storge as the relationship grows and deepens. But storge is more about parents and their kids. We see many examples of storge in the Bible, starting with Father God himself, his great love for his son. Jesus is abundantly apparent, most especially in Matthew chapter 3, verse 17. And suddenly a voice came from heaven saying, This is my beloved Son, in whom I am well pleased. Other uh, great examples of Storge are the centurion who asked Jesus to heal his servant. That's in Luke chapter 7, verses 1 through 10. Um, and also uh, in Matthew chapter 8, verses 5 through 13. The woman who begged Jesus to deliver her daughter from uh, demon possession. That's Matthew chapter 15, verse 21 through 28. Now, I'm not reading all these verses for time's sake because there's a lot to get through here. Um, so if you, if you like, you can always go back, and that's why I'm giving you the references so you know where to go. He's giving you the hits. Yeah, it's right. Um, Jarius, the synagogue leader who begged Jesus to heal his daughter because she was near death. That's in Mark chapter 5, verses 21 through 24. Each of these parents, and there are more, had storge for their children. If you have kids, you know what it feels like. And you, uh, and you have to admit it, it is a pretty good, great feeling. Uh, I, I'm an uncle several times over, and, and I, that's a pretty great feeling. So if I had my own children, I could imagine that that would feel ab uh, abundantly greater. Um, maybe one of these days. Uh, the fourth kind is pragma. This is known as enduring love. This is a long-lasting, right? If you have been married for a while... You, are, you probably are well aware what uh, uh, there comes a time when the honeymoon is over, right? The eros you both had has settled into a nice storge philia mix, and life goes merrily along. But if you last long enough, eventually you have pragma, an enduring love. Pragma is where we get the English word pragmatic. It's a practical kind of love that stands the test of time. It's the kind of love a husband and wife have after 50 years of marriage, and they still want to kiss and hold hands. As the opposite of Eros, where the passion burns white hot and fades away quickly, pragma is like a fine wine. It matures and grows uh, over time into something truly special. The Bible does not have many amazing tales of enduring love, but we can see evidence of uh, it when we read about um, Abraham and Sarah. Uh, they had been married for decades before God finally blessed them with a son. Can you imagine that? You had to wait several decades before you actually 
got God's promise. I thought uh, you were going to say they he blessed him with a, a sweet move on into the afterlife. <laughs> like he's been married so long. It's like the best deal I can give you right now. Is come on up here. Go to sleep. <laughs> it takes pragma for a, co- uh, for a couple to last uh, long, uh, that long, enduring life's ups and downs while waiting for God's promise to come true. Eventually, God did keep his promises, uh, promise in Genesis chapter 21, verses 1 through 7. Uh, we also see a hint of pragma with Ruth and Boaz in the uh, book of Ruth. After Boaz uh, agreed to marry Ruth, their marriage endured long enough. They were able to see their son Obed grow to have a son named Jesse, who grew to have a son named David, the future first king of Israel. So that's, that's a pretty long life to, to live, to have together. Um, we might suppose that Jacob and Rachel had pragma, but she died while giving birth to, to Benjamin. That's in Genesis chapter 35, verses 16 through 20. Uh, given Jacob's incredible love for her, though, we might assume that they would have had pragma eventually. They certainly had Eros and Storge. Um, number five, uh, and, and this one's probably going to get giggles from around the table because the way it's enunciated, Philautia. Now, this means uh, self-love or self-compassion. Though self-love can be unhealthy in nature, Philautia, loves, uh, Philautia love refers to a healthy self-esteem. Uh, Dr. Neil Burton at Psychology Today describes self-esteem as the uh, emotional appraisal of our own worth relative to that of others. Uh, it is the matrix through which we think, feel, and act, and reflects and determines our relation to ourselves, to others, and to the world. If we feel ha- we have worth, that causes us to think, feel, and act in healthy ways. We have good self-esteem that enables us to give and receive love properly. If we have good self-esteem, we have philautia. We can also think of philautia as self-compassion, where we try to eat healthy food. I'm guilty of not doing that. <laughs> Get enough sleep. I'm also guilty of not doing that. <laughs> and exercise. I'm also guilty of not doing that. <laughs> not alone. <laughs> If we get sick, we might take the necessary medicine or go to the doctor so we can feel better. I also try to skip the doctor as much as possible. <laughs> That's just me. I'm not giving you advice, obviously. <laughs> if we didn't have self-compassion, we wouldn't have philautia. A great example of philautia in, in the Bible is Daniel. When he and his friends, Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, we might know those names pretty familiar from an episode called Three Amigos, uh, they were they were captured by they were captured by the Babylonian army. They were taken to the King Nebuchadnezzar's palace to learn the uh, Chaldean language and Babylonian culture. The king gave them gourmet food and wine every day, but Daniel did not want to defile himself with such un, uh, such an ungodly diet. He convinced his friends to do the same. So Daniel asked the head of the eunuchs to allow them to eat only vegetables and drink only water. For 10 days in honor of God. At the end of the 10 days, the boys looked healthier than any of the other captive boys. Daniel was primarily honoring God, but because of his flautia, he kept himself healthy so he could withstand the trials he was going to uh, going through in Babylon, and God blessed him for it. As for these four young men, God gave them knowledge and skill in, in all literature and wisdom, and Daniel had understanding in all visions and dreams. That's 
Daniel chapter 1, verse 17. Um, number six is ludus. This is known as playful love. Um, if you've ever been in love, you have no doubt felt ludus. It is the butterflies in your stomach, uh, the quickened heartbeat, the anxiety you feel when you're waiting for your love interest to walk through the door. It is the flirting and teasing and playing you do in the early stages of dating. The focus is usually more on fun rather than building a relationship. An example of Ludus love in the Bible is between King Solomon and the unknown maiden in the book of Song of Solomon. Though we have no idea who the maiden is, some scholars believe her family was employed by Solomon, according to Ecclesiastes chapter 9, verse 9. Excuse me. She eventually be, uh, became his first wife. Of course, that's before he married 699 other women and kept 300 concubines. He was a busy guy. What a man. <laughs> um, the entire book of Song of Solomon, which uh, Solomon wrote as a, a musical score, is overflowing with flir uh, flirting and the longing they both felt for each other. Uh, the language of uh, the song gets a little racy in Song of Solomon, chapter 4, verses 3 through 5. It was rather spicy for language for its time. You know. um, but we might say so uh, Solomon and the maiden had both Ludus and Eros love. Cupid was busy shooting arrows there. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> a few too many for, for, for Solomon, right? Yeah. Uh, and then we have number seven. This is the home stretch. This is the big one. This is known as, you probably heard this word before, agape. Does that sound familiar? Mm -hmm. This is unconditional love. Agape is by far the most special, most respectful of all the Greek types of love. It is the kind Jesus refers to again and again throughout his ministry and is uh, one all of the Christian faith encompasses. Agape is universal, unconditional, selfless love for others. It involves being altruistic and caring more for others than yourself. Jesus perfectly exemplified agape love when he died on the cross to save us from sin and death. He suffered so we could be set free. As Christians, we are called to have agape love for others, which is what Jesus is talking about in Matthew chapter 22, verses 37 through 39. In this scripture, Jesus seems to simply be simply answering a Pharisee's question when, in fact, he's giving us the greatest commandment of all, Christians should follow. Jesus said to him, you, should, you shall love the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your soul, and with all your mind. This is the first and great commandment. And the second is like it. You shall love your neighbor as yourself. Jesus repeatedly taught his disciples and thousands of others about agape love. And he openly displayed it everywhere he went. From the Sermon on the Mount to the countless healings from raising Lazarus from the dead to uh, dying for all of us on the cross. Jesus was the perfect embodiment of agape love. Jesus is the finest example of love we have. And it is the one we should all be striving to copy every single day. We are all experiencing different types of love depending on our situations. But agape is the most important one to focus on. To give agape love is to be like our Lord Jesus Christ. So this Valentine's Day, find out for yourself how you can give love like Jesus. 
Make it a daily goal to put others first, to love, to love them generously. God will bless you for it un, in unbelievable ways. And now, abide in faith, hope, love, these three. But the greatest of these is love. That's chapter, it's first, first, first Corinthians chapter 13, verse 13. I hope this clears up a little bit about what is love. I'll bring you uh, all flowers. <laughs> I was a little worried. So you, start, you started to bring that in. He said, and this Valentine's Day, I was like, oh, no, we have, a, we, have a, we have a spot now. Oh, no, was it like a jewelry store that's now funding us? Or <laughs> like, and this Valentine's Day, make sure you... Jared. <laughs> I was afraid it was a Jared when I was worried. <laughs> well, every love begins with agape, right? There you go. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, that's what I... Uh, what i have for you guys today that's solid though and yeah. I, I like the fact that's a lead-in for valentine's day and what for whatever reason when you told me the title of it i was like I, I, okay we'll go with that for 50 well <laughs> but it um, makes sense it makes complete sense i was i was grasping at straws actually because there was a lot of there was a lot of different messages that i i've had here but none of them were it, it's i think don's talked about this before too but like you're, you're kind of like sifting the pan for gold and God's like, no, nope, not yet. No, nope, not yet. You're going to end up with an empty pan. And uh, so I had the, the bright idea of calling our good friend, Mr. Richard Greenfield. Shout out to you, sir. Hopefully you're watching. Um, I know he subscribed, so. <laughs> He's watching. Always You don't have watching. to go and, and make him subscribe, Louie. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, I, I called him and I was like, man, I said, I'm having a tough time. I need your advice. And I know that he's, you know, he's, he's a minister. And so. Um, I, I was like, I, I really need your help. I said, I'm struggling with this one. And he goes, duh. And I was like, what? He goes, Valentine's Day is right around the corner. I said, yeah. He goes, do it on love. And I was like, mm, I see, I see. you. So, um, and it just so happened, like, I mean, that wasn't the reason I called him. I, I was just thinking about him. And I just wanted to call him for like a, just for a conversation. But I was like, oh, I got his ear maybe I'll run it by him. And then, and then there it was. I, so God knew. Um, and I know that some people will, will go on and say, well, you know, God told me this or God told me that. And maybe, you know, that's not necessarily um, following religious pathways or whatever, but I feel like this was the right message. I feel like it was, it, it happened the way it was supposed to happen. Uh, I don't know, but hopefully someone out there has gotten something out of this and understands that there are different kinds of love and, it's not all arrows <laughs> <laughs> or 699 wives. Yeah. Uh, for that matter. And 300 concubines. <laughs> That's a lot. That's really a lot. I don't know how you had enough time in each day to try to get married that many times. <laughs> could you imagine the quickie service? Like they didn't have conveyor belts back then. I mean, today you could really pull that off with, with some good people movers. It's only about two I wonder wives. if he took Viagra. <laughs> I don't know. They probably had some uh, good old goat weed. Um, <laughs> a little extra help. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> My word. <laughs> <laughs> thanks, Sterling. Yeah, thanks a lot, Sterling. <laughs> he knows how to kill the mood. So we're going to move into the family portion then? Yeah. We're going to talk about, I don't know, how you experience love in your family, like thinking about the individual people in your family. I'll pass this over to you. All oh, forward. thank you. Um, I appreciate it. Um, You know, I don't know, like... I, I hate to say, I don't know, leading into it, but I mean, like, you know, you have your wife and you have your, um, you're an uncle, so you can, you can dive into that. 
I will say, yeah, loving loving your family. Um, I've well, I want to talk about one individual that's this, that's in my mind right now, and that's my my sister. Oh, <laughs> never mind. Um, your time will come. Yeah. Um, I was oh, reaching for my water bottle anyway. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Awkward. <laughs> <laughs> no, but um, um, for for many many years of of uh, our lives, she was out. She was adopted out. And, and so for many, many years uh, of, our, of our lives, we didn't know if she was still out there or alive or anything. And it happened to be a closed adoption. So it was, um, it was uh, next to impossible to, to find that out. But um, she decided uh, that one day that she was going to do one of the DNA tests. Uh, I don't know if it was Ancestry or one of those. Um, but anyhow, um, she was able to get in touch with us. Um, and it's been a couple years back now, but... It was like um, there was a piece that was missing growing up all those years. And I was like, man, what is missing? What is missing? There's something missing in my life. I need, there's, there's just a connection out there that I need in my life. And, uh, and then we, then we met and it was really cool. Cause it's like, oh my gosh, this, this person that, you know, I didn't know was, a, you know, even out there for most of my life you know, for sure alive or anything. Here she is. She's standing in front of me. I get to, I get to hug her. I get to talk to her. I get, she's, she's got two sons. Now I've got, I'm an uncle two more times. And like, and, and they're pretty good size. I think it was between like 10 and seven now, I think. And somewhere in there that <laughs> this big and this big. <laughs> <laughs> um, <laughs> yeah. Right. Like, yeah. Right here and here. Um, but yeah. Um, yeah, it was, it was, uh, it was a love that I didn't know that uh, was was really missing. Like it, it, like her and I, when we get on, because she lives um, all the way in Flora, Indiana, and that's a good little drive from there to here. Uh, it could be a little over an hour, uh, maybe even an hour and a half, depending upon traffic. So um, we'll get on video chat a lot to just be able to talk to each other, and I always enjoy those chats, and they usually always go to like 2, 3 o'clock in the morning because it's like we're just making up for lost time. We're like... Oh, well, I don't know if this is, this is it's, it feels like it's going to be the last time you see that you see, see your sibling, even though they're now in your life. So here's the real question. Since they have to make up for lost time, do you guys ever get your mom in there and you're like, mom, <laughs> she won't let me go to bed. We have yet to argue or, 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 or get, uh, try to figure out who hit who first, but I'm just trying to figure, I'm trying to get the whole experience <laughs> for you guys. Like make it all up. Uh, I'm sure we'll get there. She starts a video call with gum already in her hair. (laughs) (laughs) I'll send her one of those exploding packages that sends gum into her hair. Right. Your mom's like, Uh, you're both grown. I'm going to bed. (laughs) I've done my job. Why'd you wake me? (laughs) (laughs) No, knowing my mom, she would go ahead and get involved. Yeah. (laughs) I don't understand you guys. (laughs) Aren't you grown? Aren't you grown? (laughs) (laughs) But yeah, um, uh, yeah, that, that's a, that's a, that's a love that, yeah, it's, it's, it's always so cool. Cause like, you know, just, just getting to spend time with her. Like it's, it's still kind of feels like it's almost like strange, but at the same time, like so comforting. Uh, is that, uh, does that make sense? No, that's cool. That's, yeah. Me... Cause it's still kind of like, uh, you know, e- even though she's, we've been around each other several times now and everything and, and gotten to know each other quite a bit. It's like, it's still like, uh, I have a sister <laughs> like, and for most of my life, it was just 
like growing up, it was me and my younger brother, James. And you know James. I mean, and then once he got married, you realized he was never going to wear a wig. So then you, <laughs> yeah. so now you have it's a like, sister. Oh, I always hair. wanted a sister. <laughs> <laughs> like, man, he's like 6'6". Six, six. He still identifies as a he. I cannot get a sister. <laughs> uh, no, but... Um, yeah, it's just it's just really fantastic. But my brother and I both get to get to share that um, that moment t- together, actually, because you know it happened for both of us at the same time. So we're just like, "Whoa, we got a sister! Like, what? Do, like, how do we deal with this?" And we we both have our own ways of of dealing with it. But yeah, we've talked about it a few times. Like, how crazy is that? That now she's in our lives, and we can just call her up and be like, "Hey, sis, how's it going?" Like, <laughs> I, I, yeah, I don't know how to explain it, but it, it's 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 really a fantastic, wonderful thing. Uh, to be able to experience. Penn's women's swimming team thought they got a sister too until they went to the locker room. Um, (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. That, that went down this week too. Yeah. yeah, A little too far. Yeah. Let's see. Why does Cam, what's wrong? Are you okay? You going to make it buddy? The jokes. Oh, it's the jokes. Yeah. The jokes. Okay. I have to catch up with them sometimes. That's fair. That's okay. (laughs) We'll uh, circle back. <laughs> Just like Jensaki. There you go. I'm happy she's not circling back. Wherever she is, she stayed. <laughs> Lou, you want to go next? Or am I going to pick on Cam? Okay. It's kind of funny you talk about DNA. You know, I'm over here sitting next to Alan, and I come to find out that he's my brother. Wow. <laughs> I never knew that. I'm surprised. Wait, are you more Irish or am I, or am I more Puerto Rican? I don't know. <laughs> this opens up avenues for me. You don't understand. <laughs> my. You guys have to like my show now. <laughs> <laughs> just kidding, just kidding. Um, but um, that was great, Lou. Family is uh, it's, it's wonderful, you know, to have family and know that you have family. And um, I have other brothers and sisters that I never met that my father had, and once he died. He got, I got to meet them. And it was a great thing to find out, you know, about my other brothers and sisters. And I was happy to know them. And, and it was a great thing to do, you know. Yeah. And now I love them like nothing. And you get uh, to just call them up and say, hey, what's going on, right? Yeah, mostly on Facebook. <laughs> <laughs> well, you, you get them yeah. somehow. Well, you're all busy, right? And yeah. <laughs> But, you but get to message it, them. it was a great thing. I didn't get, I didn't get, I didn't get to talk to my brothers from that side of the family, but I got to talk to the girls, and they seem to be pretty nice people. That's good. What about that one woman you love back at the house? Uh, forget about it <laughs> no I, I love her that woman matter of fact i even love my ex-wife she was a good woman it was me that messed it up but she was great and now i got another great one and this one i kept and i made sure i made the right moves and did the right things this time so i don't lose her yeah She's a good woman. Yes, she can is. vouch for it. Very respectable. We yeah. don't get along sometimes, but <laughs> that's part I love of it. Her. That's part of it, right? Yeah. Yeah, but you yeah. still hit all seven, all seven types of love. That's what matters. Yeah. They, they hit as many of them as they can at a time. At a, at a time. <laughs> hit them in bunches. <laughs> I just, 
until Cupid hits me with an arrow, and then I love her again, you know. <laughs> <laughs> what usually shakes him into perspective is when she goes, Louis, you know I hate you, right? And then he goes, I hate you more. And then they go, we love you. <laughs> right, it's like it, it's so quickly because they, they they that's a game that they they do regularly do when they hang out with Laura and I. And when we, when we first witnessed it, them two just like I hate you, I hate you more. I thought we thought it was a legitimate argument. We're like, oh my gosh, what's about to happen now? And they both just start laughing, and they're just like, oh, I love you. <laughs> okay, okay, I see what's happening here. Yeah, I should have done that with my first wife, but. Now um doing it with my second one. Yeah. And you got you got to like I said you got to keep her. Yep. Yeah. You got a real She's good. She's a keeper. Yeah, she a is keeper. a keeper. <laughs> Cam, you want to go buddy? Struggles all around, but I'm learning better to understand uh certain things in my life, especially learning more about the uh Christian way of doing things, it's it's helping. I'm trying to figure out if this is a self love thing. I'm trying to figure out where we're going with this one. All of it. All of it. Okay. All, all aspects it. of the, the seven. Um <clears throat> from uh having a rough time with family in the past, having a rough time with uh Sterling's right there. He can hear yeah, you. And he's gonna turn your mic off. Okay, he's part of it. <laughs> <laughs> I've, I've I've made up with a lot of my family. I've I've attempted to regain uh, old friends that have had that we've had problems with. I've had a lot of catching up to do, but um, it's that uh, self one that really gets to me real real fast. So still de- still definitely in the learning curve, but uh, yeah, self care is a, it's a hard one. Because, well, especially if you're like if about time, right? Like mm-hmm. you, you're always thinking about time. Because I, I, I feel like that's where you might relate most is like, uh, I, I'm such a busy guy. Like I, I know that I'll go, I'll go through and be like, oh yeah. Well, I, I try to fit this stuff into your schedule where you're working out or you're thinking yeah. about how you're eating and all that stuff, or having the self confidence, like <laughs> you know that kind of stuff. Like all to, this, you didn't have to say it. <laughs> Well, I mean, it happens here too. I mean, I may be very extroverted, but a lot of times mm-hmm. it's tough to go, did I do that right? Did I say that right? And then and then you just play it over and over and over again in your mind because the old devil wants that put that doubt in there, right? And see, I mean, we all we all do it, right? So I mean, mm-hmm. whereas I'm incredibly confident and yeah. boisterous, there's a lot of times where I'm going, Man, I really need I need time. I need time. I need Am I investing enough in my kid? Am I going to the gym enough? Am, oh man, I want a week. How did I how did I miss going to the gym for a week? How did that happen? Yeah. You know, oh man, I I I ate something with a bun. <laughs> the hell was that? I wasn't <laughs> supposed to do that. <laughs> you know, so I mean that it's a that's a struggle for all of us. We just you know, have different aspects of it. That's kind of interesting. And love is about loving your mate with no conditions. No jealousy. Love her always. Trust her. That's conditional love right there. But there's not too many young kids out there or young persons that believe in all that loving. They're more jealous than they are loving a woman. And then there's men out there that mistreat their wife Mm -hmm. and say that he loves them. 
but yet he's mistreating them. Yeah. That's a that's not really loving. You know, I think I think with that I think the age has gone up. You know, and what I mean by that is I think you know, I, I think with our technology and things, I think people have a harder time grasping love and, and finding it and keeping it and holding it dear because there are so many options and there's so many things out there. We're so connected that people aren't willing to fight or work through problems anymore. They're too busy worrying. They're, they replace people faster than they replace their televisions. Yeah, sure. You know? Well, there are a lot of young people, especially when it comes to relationships. Um, and I mean, Eros type of relationships. That's what, that's all they're interested in. Where's the next, where's the next relationship the, with that type, the, that type the, of love? The good feeling, the feeling, the feeling, yeah. the feeling. And unfortunately, um, it doesn't, doesn't last. Right. And they go, what's going on with me? Why, why don't I still feel the same way about this person? Well, cause you, you weren't basing on anything long lasting. Cause the lights are on. Um, <laughs> <laughs> you went from one dark place to another dark place, to another dark place based off of a Photoshop photo. And now the lights are on. Um, <laughs> <laughs> Hey, <laughs> it, it is the nature of, of how people are nowadays. I really feel like I was just try to go with that. Jeez. Thanks, Sterling. Man. There we go. There we go. I don't know I'll if he's laughing with you or at See you. if I can reach back here. There we go. That's good. Um, is that self-love? Right. <laughs> okay. Uh, all right, Sterling, you're done with buttons. You're done. <laughs> you're done with buttons. He has to make his presence known. Hey, Louie. Break his right hand. <laughs> <laughs> I got to love him. He can subscribe with his left hand. <laughs> so as far as myself, um, I mean, my, I mean, I pour everything into my kid right now. I, and right now she's, it's interesting because it's like my, she's in this existence with my, my two loves of my life, right? Basketball and my child. And now she's basically just running right into it. So it sounds kind of silly, but I mean, I coach her, I coach the team. I go out there and I watch my kid play. I watch my kid not necessarily be the best player on the team sometimes. And I go, oh man, I really need her to understand that I love and care about her. But I also need to, you know, water that seed of this kid who's super talented as well and understand that she needs to teach her to understand that she's not necessarily the best player. She can get there. She's not there right now. Yeah. So we need to, we need to, identify that and and be humble enough to accept that right yeah always have room to grow but as a parent you kind of that kind of hurts too right because like yeah. your kid the, the 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 essence that you put into the world isn't as good right but then you have to turn around and teach her to be humble it's it's interesting it's a weird balance but to watch to watch her take on that kind of thing take on the, the passion that i have and and carry that on it's, it's fantastic um, go ahead. I gotta give it. I gotta give it to you. Uh oh. Because not many men take care of a kid. It's mostly wives. And you're in there with your kid, and you're giving her everything you can, and you're taking care of her, and you're doing your best. And I gotta give it to you because not many men do that. Louis, that means a lot to me. Seriously, thank you. I really appreciate that. You're man. Welcome. Because uh, I mean, that's yeah, that's uh, thank you. I'm done with you. You're done with buttons. <laughs> well, I mean, it, he's he's right about that though, because um, that is that it's like the, it's like the epidemic across the United States, right? Where the, the the fathers walk away. Yes, they don't step up and and even you know even in in a, in a particular in the situation that you find yourself in with with where it's a split time, you know, a lot of fathers just go ah, 
I'll just pay the the, the child, child support, support, right? Or find enough distance away so that so that they can try to get out of that. I mean, that, right. that's um, that's the issue, guys. I was yeah. so broke when we got divorced that I just had to like spend time. It was cheaper to have time with her than it was to pay that child support. <laughs> <laughs> no, but um, but now. Uh, <laughs> he was going for a button over there. He was, he was, was reaching for a button, guys. He was <laughs> reaching for a button. Very dramatically, too. Um, <laughs> but you know, uh, to to see that where you're actually going through and, and not only not only stepping up, uh, but you're but you're taking that time to be with her and spending time with her and not just throwing her in front of a television and going, "Here you go, kid. That's it." Yeah. No, I threw her in front yeah. of a camera. <laughs> she was she was actually in the studio last Sunday. Uh, Josh was helping us out, helping her get her, uh, her project ready. It was fantastic. Um, it's kind so of the uncle duty. Yeah. yeah. She was, he was killing it. He was killing it. So, but yeah, so I have that. And then of course, you know, I've never had a bad relationship with her and with my ex-wife, her mom. And so, but with my family, my personal family, I'm not very close to them at all. I, I really couldn't tell you what my brother's, what my niece's name is. You know, I don't really, I haven't seen my brother in so many years. My other brother, I'm not very close with him. It's kind of a, kind of a relationship of convenience. You know, he, I need something done. He's super handy. He can come help. He needs money. Works out great. Right. So, um, the rest of my family, that just kind of scattered, you know, the, the, um, generation above mine, they're close with each other, but not necessarily with me. And that works out. Okay. I mean, it sounds sad, but it, I have this. I'm so fulfilled by just like hanging out with my kid. And that's so weird. Cause I go, I, I should want more interaction than that. And then, cause I know now she has a boyfriend. So a lot of times, a lot of times oh. I'm driving and dropping her off at a, <laughs> at some event with her boyfriend or, or he's been coming to Pacer games with us. <laughs> right. So that's the election now. It went from, uh, <laughs> Hey dad, I really love going to these Pacer games with you. Cause I like talking basketball and I love cheering with you. And it's great to, Hey dad, I got this extra money could you go ahead and buy him a ticket as well? And I'll pay you for it. And so we take him to a game. Great kid. Fantastic kid. I'm never going to say anything bad about this kid until he does something wrong. And then, well, <laughs> but, but right now he's fantastic. But you know, I had to split time, you know, it's one thing to split time with the other parent. I'm not going to split time with this kid. Are you kidding me? Like I pick, a, I was picking on it. But great. The great thing is I could pick on him too, mm-hmm. which is fantastic. Except, you know, we beat the hell, the heck out of him at a game. Literally, we had him in between ourselves, and like she and I cheer hard at the Spacer games, and he wouldn't cheer. He's kind of introverted. So we're like beating him instead of clapping, you know, like yeah. boom, boom. But uh, anyway, I'm not going to dive into the weeds there. get him involved. But, you know, it's one of those things like it's, that's another person I get to kind of bring in and into my circle. But I'm weary, right? Because how long is he going to be around? <laughs> they're they're yeah, in middle I mean, school. Yeah, usually those those relationships don't usually last. Now, it's not saying that it couldn't. I mean, maybe it will. You never right. know. Because, uh, you know. If she's got a, if he's good, it would be good for it to be longevity, right? It would right. be good for longevity. But, you know, it could be here today, gone tomorrow. You know, she may decide she likes somebody else next week. And we don't, we don't know. <laughs> right. So long story short, it's basically with me, it's, it's my love is always revolved around the people I could choose. You know, the people who brought me into this world and were my actual family. I don't have much contact with them, but everybody in my life that I've got a chance to choose, I, I, I bring them in. And those are the people I love. So anyway, uh, that's my TED talk. So <laughs> cool. Kudos. Don't you dare touch a button. I swear I'm watching. <laughs> <laughs> you have my permission. He's addicted Sterling. to them. Press all the buttons you like, sir. <laughs> <laughs>
<laughs> it was too many. I couldn't do it. It's all I the buttons. Do it. <laughs> so any more stories on, on, on love? I don't know where we are in time. I'm how how are we looking? Over 10 minutes. Over 10 minutes? Over like, for like an hour and 10 minutes? Or Still got 10 minutes to go. So okay. 10 minutes to go. Do we want to slam this on to the we can, we can politics swing, side? We can swing into the politics. Or do we want to dig into love more, gentlemen? How are we feeling? How are we feeling? Looks like this, like I made it really awkward. Yeah. By looking everyone in their eye and talking about love. Is there like a, na, 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 is it something like that? <laughs> there you love. go. <laughs> <laughs> As we stare into each other's eyes across the, yeah, that's made it really awkward now. All uh, right. Awkward. Into the politics. Woo. Cam's favorite part. Yep. <laughs> yep. Yep. Sure. I don't yep. know what we're talking about. What we got going on? It's really good reading. You don't have to take my it. word for it. Yeah, you got it. All right. First one up here. Something Biden's saying, so it's going to be fantastic. Who's that from? I'm not telling you. It's from the New York Post. <laughs> that those people. Hey, that place. They're all right sometimes. All right, Biden. Americans not going to pay attention to House GOP Hunter probes. So no one really cares anymore, right? That's what he's saying. Oh, you know what? <laughs> you Americans, you don't care. So President Biden has accused House Republicans investigating his disgraced son, Hunter, of trying to make up things about my family and claim that voters just won't be interested in the probes. In a Wednesday interview with PBS NewsHour correspondent Judy Woodruff, Biden was asked how he planned to deal with the House Oversight Committee's investigation into his son's shady business interest in China and Ukraine. Hmm. The public is not going to pay attention to that, Biden insisted. They, they made sure to put Biden 80 insisted. <laughs> <laughs> that's, I don't know what, how that's relevant, but uh, you know, we'll let it go. So what do you guys think? Do you think people are just going to be completely oblivious to... Um, Hunter Biden and everything that he's done. The laptop from Hades. Well, right now the the lawyer got Hunter out of the the court case thing, and um, I think that um, people should be more interested in that, and we should be able to take this guy to jail because he did wrong, he's doing wrong. And he should be held accountable for it because he's no better than us. No, not at all. I mean, and this one, you guys can give me a little bit more feedback on the news. Honestly, I've, I've been reviewing people's suggestions for music videos <laughs> instead of doing news. Uh, so I'm, I can learn a lot from you here, Louie. Mm. I don't know exactly. I didn't know he'd been dismissed from everything going on with his laptop. So yeah. It, um, there was one small court case. It, there's, there's still many to come. Okay. Yeah. Um, and then, and the subpoenas have been sent out by re Republicans in the committee. So the laptop is definitely there. It's been verified. Even the FBI has now verified that this is Hunter Biden's laptop. Hunter Biden admitted, admitted on national television. We're just going to say even Hunter <laughs> verified. It's that it's, it is his laptop. It is in fact his laptop. And he was so doped up on drugs that he forgot it. Um, and so now all of this information is on there. Um, we won't even get into what Hunter did himself with uh, underage girls because that's certainly on there as well. Um, we actually had the full report up on, on the Revolver Broadcasting Facebook page if you want to go scroll back 
and find that um, if you if you'd like to get uh, get that full page of the full, I think it was uh, almost 300 pages to report. Um, just uh, message info at revolverbroadcasting.com. I'll say it again real quick. Info at revolverbroadcasting.com and we will get you that link. Um, but all, all of this evidence is there. Um, and just in the report, that's not even the laptop itself. So as the FBI actually goes through this, hopefully there's good enough people somewhere in the FBI that they're going to um, be able to take this to uh, the courts when, when Republicans go to committee and say, here's the evidence. He was getting money from China. Mm-hmm. He was getting money from Ukraine. Right. Um, as we know, as, as some of us know, um, China and Ukraine are countries that the United States government uses to launder their money. <gasps> right. That wasn't on a button. So, <laughs> yeah. So this is how they, th- that's how laundering, this is how laundering works. Um, you say, say I wanted to, um, use Cameron's money to pay for this plant. That's my excuse. I wanted to give this plant to Louie and I say, you know, I, I need, I need money for this and I, and I keep drawing money out of your paycheck and you know, eventually that's my, now that's my money to decide what to do with because I represent you. Mm-hmm. And then I see this plant and, and I see the price tag on it and it says 10 bucks. But when I write down the paperwork, I say it costs 80 bucks. Now I hand this plant to, to you, Louie, or tanks to Ukraine. And then um, what do you think happens with that money that's beyond the $10 that it actually costs? Do you think that goes to Ukraine? Does it go back to you, the taxpayer? No. It's right in those stuffy, swampy pockets that those politicians have. That's why they're always worth so much more when they come out of office than when they, when they went in because their salaries are, you know, they're, they're, they're pretty good. <laughs> yeah, I, you know, I don't know why anyone goes into acting. I mean, you just go into politics, right? You go in broke. You make a decent wage every year. Your money, your pockets get lined as you do it. And when you come out, you come out a celebrity. Yeah. Well, not only that, but, uh, you know, even if you're the spouse uh, of a, uh, of a uh, person in government, you're going to do well for yourself. Right. right. Yeah. You'd, uh, Paul Pelosi. Uh, excuse me. Right. Excuse me. I had, I had a, a, a little bit of a sneeze slash cough there. Um, the only guy I've ever known to, uh, had the police and, you know, investigate him getting hammered two times in a year and nothing come of it. No, he's got everybody <laughs> protecting him. Even AOC. Coltess is out there talking about fake laptop, you know? It, it's the, it's the, that's part of the, uh, and all that is part of Operation Mockingbird. We've talked about that on this show before too, because they, it's, um, how many times can they scream it from the rooftops because they have the biggest voice on, as far as, um, traditional media goes. Every time you turn on television, they're going, Oh, this laptop is fake. This laptop is fake. This laptop is fake. And you have to come to little shows like this to go, Hey, actually we got the report. <laughs> we have here's the proof <laughs> and they're like ah conspiracy theorists oh yeah. sorry sorry far right conspiracy theorists <laughs> extremists and we're Extreme. you know we're threats and uh we're probably racists and bigots and uh and misogynists and uh what was, what was it transphobic and let's just let's just whatever just throw that label on me i don't care i do kind of wonder if i 
<laughs> I wonder if YouTube picks out certain words you say during your podcasts. Oh, I'm sure they do. I'm so, sure that all that's going to. So if I say the word graphene, maybe we can get some Timcast watchers, some <laughs> Timcast viewers. Um, but no, I mean, yeah, exactly what you're saying. It's it's literally who has the biggest platform and they can dictate exactly what you think, how you feel about things, and they can take whatever angle they want. And the average person is not going to sit back and think of the language being used. The average person is just going to listen to what it is, believe it's true because it's coming from a big organization and they're, they're off. They have a, the worst part is those big organizations have a history of being credible sources. Yeah. And then now they're using that uh, as a, a, an anchor to do whatever they want with. That's why um, Biden is trying to run for president again, because he wants to protect his son and he figures that if he becomes president again, he could protect them he could, and he keep could the Republicans away from him, you know? That's why he's running, because if he's not really a president to run again, believe me. Oh, yeah. Wait. Biden, 80. You got to make sure you say <laughs> Biden, that every time. 80. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we've we seen, we seen enough Tuesday night to prove that he doesn't need to be running again. No. <laughs> running for president. He can't even walk for ice cream. <laughs> he's just doing it for his son. Really, because um, his son, everybody's after him. If he stays president, no no buttons today. If he stays president, he could control. He he can pardon his son. That's for sure. You know, uh, you know, he talked about he he likes ice cream. You know, he uh, he got a nice Chinese balloon to go along with his ice cream this week. Oh, did he? We want to talk about that. Maybe. Let's go ahead and talk about that. Okay. All right. If the iPad will comply. <laughs> is this really from hotair.com? It's from hot air, yeah. That they have they have interesting articles. Well, it's just fantastic. We're talking about balloons. <laughs> That's where I was I was like, really, Josh? Yeah, I see what you did there. Is this well I was afraid it was literally like a, a balloon enthusiast website. <laughs> Hotair.com. Let's talk about a Chinese balloon. It's a new model MV thirty two seven. Okay. I think he looked like Biden, the balloon. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> I thought it was Whoopi. Um, <laughs> you saw the dreadlocks. Huh? Yeah. <laughs> Says, uh, U.S. briefed foreign diplomats about China's spy balloon program from our embassy in Beijing. It seems we were pretty slow on the uptake with this, not recognizing what China was doing until fairly recently. But now the U.S. is making up for lost time and has already briefed 40 other nations on what it knows about China's aerial surveillance efforts. The Washington Post reports on some of what was shared at those briefings. I'm not going to dig all into that because that's a that's a lot. Um, I better you know what I'll start. I'll I'll do one here because why why would I want to open there? Uh, the surveillance balloon effort which was operated for several years. I'm sorry, guys. You guys crammed four and several with no space in, in between. So it's for several. Uh, <laughs> sorry, for several years, partly out of Henan province off China's south coast, has collected information on military assets in countries and areas of emerging strategic interest to China, including Japan, India, Vietnam, Taiwan, and the Philippines, according to several U.S. officials who, like others interviewed for this story, spoke on the condition of anonymity Ugh. because of the matter's sensitivity. They want to be anonymous, guys, of course, but... Yeah, because they knew. What about these balloons, guys? <laughs> balloons now. Yeah. Officially balloons yeah. now. Yeah. As, as of to 
as of this recording earlier today or when we recorded recorded this <laughs> um there was another balloon shot down uh, over alaska uh, but this this first one um made it all the way across the continental us um stopping by all conveniently hovering over all of our military installations or the most major uh, military installations across the us before it made it all the way to the east coast before they shot it down in the water yeah proving the that every balloon floats down there <laughs> yeah <laughs> sorry horrible hit joke and it it begs the question um is china just testing the waters with us right i see what you <laughs> did there thank you um <laughs> but also uh because uh, it goes it goes deeper th- than that for me and and i this is where it, c- it can get in, into the conspiracy theorist territory but our government is well known at um trying to get a, get our war machine fired up to save the economy that's what you do. Economy uh, sucks. People are people are focusing on the government. You shift that away from our government to some other government and send people off to fight. Yeah. Um, little little war known as Iraq that had nothing to do with Afghanistan. Um, weapons were supplied uh, to their forces. We trained them and then end up having to fight against them. And this is happening with Ukraine. And the, uh, this is, I hate when they we give them weapons and training; they use them. <laughs> so it could have been an effort, and and I'm not saying that it was. This is just completely conjecture and opinion. There could have been an effort between U.S. and Chinese relations uh, to decide to try to. You talking about Swalwell? <laughs> yeah, the Wrong. balloon. The balloon was a Valentine's gift from Fang Fang. Okay, to Eric Swalwell. you said U.S. and Chinese relations. I can only think of Swalwell and his relations. It was definitely the Aeroslav there. Um, anyway, uh, sorry. <laughs> uh, I'm sorry. <laughs> I think uh, I think uh, Sterling may have just made a little bit of a vomit there. <laughs> um, but I think that there may have been in closed door sessions, uh, in, in well, in, particularly in the last sessions between Biden and Xi Jinping, where they decided that let's fire up the war machines because China's in trouble too with their economy. I don't know if you guys know that or not, but their economy is actually buckling pretty hard too because of a little thing called supply chain issues. Mm-hmm. Um, so, which is really funny because they they create so much there, right? Everything says made in China. If you turn, just turn it over. Look, um, but uh, that this is. I think this was a mutually decided that hey, let's fire up the war machine. Let's make people mad, and now we're going to have to fire up the gears of war, and people are going to rally behind it, right? Because even even I even my knee jerk reaction was like, let's let's go do something to China, and uh, they don't have the armaments that we do. Um, if we did get in a fight with China, it was not that long ago that a video was released. Uh, it was uh, um, a fight between the Chinese and India along the Chinese-Indian border. And I can't remember who encroached on whose land. One way or the other, one encroached on the others. And so they went to fight each other. They don't have guns. Uh, maybe a few of them did, but they... So they don't have they don't have enough money to give them guns. They don't have the guns to give. The ones that had guns didn't have bullets. <laughs> or they go, how does this work? Because they didn't have the knowledge. Right. Look, you either get a gun or training. We can't give you both. <laughs> you want a uniform? It's uh, it's kind of cold out there. So they prove that they're all uh, relatively stone age and cavemanish because they were beating each other with the largest sticks they could find. 
like big white batons. They were hitting each other over the head with. That's what they were. They were hitting. Four, I think it was like four guys died. It was four mile stretch. You can actually <laughs> see the video. It was a four mile stretch of of people fighting each other, and they're all got their helmets and gear on, and they're beating each other with sticks. What chance, whether whether they outnumber us a hundred to one or not, especially especially in redneck territory in America, what chance does China have against? Just America. Florida man. Just Florida man alone. <laughs> just scoop up everybody in, in Florida and just drop them in there. We don't know what's going to happen, but it's going to be fun. <laughs> that's all you need. Everyone who's ever been on the, on the, on the, in the headline of Florida. just That's fine. They'll <laughs> go. They'll, they'll take their own, you know, yeah. their own fan boats and everything. Right out of Jacksonville. Yeehaw, let's go. <laughs> <laughs> They're on their way. As I say, you know, what chance, what chance do they have against – a gun, Louie. If I have a stick and you have a gun, who do you think's got? I'm a big guy. Who do you think's probably got? If I when I'm at this the guy with this, the gun, guy but, with the gun every day, all day. But don't estimate China because they they st- they have guns now. I mean, it's they, like Japan. Japan had plenty of guns when they came up against us, and um, China has the same thing. They're the ones that started with the with the powder. They they, they had the gunpowder first, the powder. but as much as much of that technology as that they have, uh, or have had over the years, we've far surpassed them, and we got the bigger sticks. Literally speaking, as we say, you know, yeah. but we never know. We can't always <laughs> estimate what the other people are doing. Um, it, it's been, They're it was, always trying to better themselves. Yeah. Well, it, it, that being said, though, the 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 evidence speaks to the contrary, especially when they have four mi- a four mile stretch along the the Chinese Indian border. If they had guns, they should have been able to just mow down well, those Indian forces. Well, that was back then. They decided not to use them. This but was not that long ago. Right now, we're throwing all our weapons and everything in Ukraine. We are throwing a lot in Ukraine. and um, That's that money laundering. Every work. time we help people out, they wind up using our weapons against us. But we don't know if... We're using so much weapons to send out there to Ukraine. If we get attacked, do we have enough ammunitions to fight China? You know, we don't know that yet. Only if they hit those shores. <laughs> if they hit these shores, if they hit these shores, it's over for China. And um, they know that. And, and same, same here, though. We can't really. That's I was watching a few things, and they said, here's the thing. Between China and America, there's no likely there's no good likelihood of either one of them being able to land on the shores of the other country. There's yeah. just no way, you know, we would be overrun if we tried to land there. If they try to land here. It'd be, yeah, it would be lights out, <laughs> but you know, that's, it's interesting. You say that if we would have enough armament, we do have, as long as we don't get into like a substantial war with Russia ourselves, we could, we could maintain. But if we decide to go into a war with Russia, it, one of our biggest weaknesses is that we is production. So we have enough weaponry. We can fight either Russia or China, but we couldn't fight one and then back-to-back fight the other or even simultaneously because it would take around eight to ten years for us to build our arsenal back up. So that's that's the problem. If we step in, we step in it, literally, figuratively, and decide to get into this with Russia, then China takes China moves down and, and, and does their thing, um, and we try to do anything with them, we're, we're, we're pinned back. There's nothing we can do. So... I'm not a big fan. I hate giving weapons to Ukraine. I hate it. I hate it. I hate it. But my biggest complaint about it is that you're taking next generation weaponry and you're giving it to a country who's now putting it in front of 
another country who doesn't have next generation, next generation weaponry. What happens when those people lose that battle? All right. We give the Ukrainians Abram tanks. The Abram tanks outclass everything Russia can make. All right, cool. It should go down there, mow down a bunch of tanks. But even Zelensky was like, great, you're handing me a handful of tanks. They have thousands. But that tank theoretically should take down 50, 60 tanks by itself. But eventually, there's a good chance that that tank is going to go down. And those people who are fighting, those Ukrainians who are fighting, are going to be defeated and they're going to drop back. When they do, you are leaving next level futuristic technology even for most for, for the Russians. It would look like alien technology to them. Right there on the battlefield so they can take it back and reverse engineer it because in World War II, and I don't mean to bounce back, but this is always in my head because this is one thing that stuck with me. We had a horrible Air Force. Our Air Force was outclassed every single time we went in the air. Yeah. And then we got lucky that a Japanese plane actually failed. We didn't shoot it down. It failed. They landed it. They left it because they didn't want to get killed. We took that plane back to the United States, reverse engineered it, and then we had the most dominant Air Force from that point on. So do we want to leave an Abrams tank out there? Yeah, a 50-year-old Abrams tank. We want to leave something out there. That, that old technology, that's still way ahead of them. I, I, that's my problem. The same way that we left that technology in, what is it, in Iran? Afghanistan. 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 We yeah. left all that technology there for Billions of grab. dollars worth of stuff. Billions of dollars. So worth now stuff. they know what we have. Including night vision. I mean, yes. that, that doesn't sound like huge technology because we have we have fun residential, but that is the one of the key points to fighting Russia is Russia does not have good uh, military grade night vision. So they literally they have it on their tanks. They don't have enough to give their personnel night vision. So literally, a fight with the Americans in the dark just means a whole bunch of Russian body bags. Yeah. Well, well, see Russia. When the Germans attacked them, they had them all the way. They pushed them all the way back to the sea. And then all of a sudden, Russia just went forward and chased Germany right out. Well, it's hard to take. It's e much easier to, to hold than it is to take. And Germany was more uh, advanced and more. Yeah, well, they had, they had better technology than yeah, anybody around yeah. them at the time. That's why they could just mow down entire countries. But they had horrible supply lines. Yeah. The problem with that, if you look at World War II, German soldiers starved to death. More, a lot of times when they went out in those ventures, it was almost equal between them taking a bullet in the face or actually starving to death because the German Germans use rail lines. So does Russia use rail lines to help support help support their troops in the front right. lines. So those are easily that's that's the difference between the American armies descending on anyone and someone else is that we take into consideration those troops have to eat, those troops have to do everything else well beyond having ammunition. Yeah. We took down a lot of their railroad lines that was yeah. supporting them with food and uh, ammunition. And we'll get it there by land, sea, or air because we have all of those. <laughs> we have the technology. We can go back to the, the balloons, though. I'm sorry. Yeah. Real quick. <laughs> Whoops. Old technology, balloons. Yeah, balloons. And it's very effective, apparently. Um, but uh, the other, I was, that was my, my, I got my first point out. And the, and the second point would be, okay, well, if it is just China acting alone, um, which I think the, the prior is the more likely. <laughs> but if it is just China acting alone and they sent this one balloon, it made all the way across the continental U.S., and then now they've sent the second balloon and it barely made it to Alaska or near Alaska. What's to stop them from sending? They're not, they're not very expensive, I think. What's to stop them from sending 100, 1,000 balloons I'm all more, at once? I'm more worried about the EMPs attached to them. I'm more exactly. worried about small nuclear devices attached to them. Exactly. That's, yes. that's what I'm worried about. And, but if they send a bunch of them, 
I mean, how many can we really shoot down? Especially when we're using F-22s to shoot them down instead of with, with missiles, instead of uh, maybe just a, you know, a few rings out of a, a, a bullet, you know. <laughs> and I hope they do it earlier than letting them get into the United States. Big fans. Big fans. That's all we need because literally they're so high. That's the biggest problem. We can't shoot them from the ground. We have to go up there and actually engage them up there. That's the worst part of the whole situation. But I wish they could really just mount some machine guns on those things. Just like old school technology, throw some machine guns on them, rip them to pieces. Or, uh, I mean, go back to the, the Reagan technology that's still floating through space called the Star Wars program. I don't know if anybody remembers the Star Wars program that Reagan put into place. Um, th- those those satellites are still there. They can still they can still rain some good fire down. And, well, we also have uh, a little thing called a railgun that could easily take out a few balloons. Chuck uh, a big old piece of metal in the air. Yeah. Uh, some people refer it to as the rod of God. Uh, that's another possibility. There's lots of ways for us to stop. But if there's a thousand balloons, there's only so much we can actually do. So um, I think that, We'd have Let's to not give them shooting. any ideas. Okay. Shooting it with bullets, <laughs> we have to. We have to use bullets. I, 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 I mean, I'm just unless one of your guys' phones is on TikTok right now, I don't. I don't know that they're actually listening to this little bitty show. In, uh, who in knows? Midwestern uh, China States. listens to everything. I'm just picturing like a bullet puncturing this side, and, and it, just, you know, the, the air just pushing it all the way back. The air escaping, <laughs> like all the way back. And as China. it flies over Japan to get back to China, Godzilla. <laughs> no, that's not. It's trademarked. Oh, <laughs> man. I thought you were going to go with another Whoopi Goldberg reference. <laughs> See, it's the, a balloon. No, the, it's Whoopi Goldberg. The same way that we keep tabs on China, Russia, they're doing the same thing to oh, us. Oh, yeah. We're all, you know? intelligence is gathered. So, yep. Who knows if they're watching um, <laughs> faith in politics. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Let's talk about that union address, that State of the well, Union address. Yeah. The balloon was not mentioned during the State of the Union. Of course not. It wasn't. Conveniently. Because um, the only thing ballooned there was his ego. So Governor Abbott responds to President Biden's State of the Union address. And this comes from CBS7.com. Local news. Yeah, we like the local news. I personally like local news. That's typically where you get the more even keel... Yeah, local Texas. News, yeah, but yeah. You get, you get local local news typically is a little more just straight up news, less emotion attached to it. They don't yeah. typically angle as much. I mean, oh. there, there is some some mock Operation Mockingbird in there sometimes, but yeah, I digress. <laughs> <laughs> I loved. I don't know who did it. Was it was it Mark Dice who did it when he had all the different local or was or was it Crowder? It was Crowder, Crowder who did it. Crowder did it. There's been a, quite a few different um, um, uh, podcasters and and or. Um, so what they did was they, they mashed up, they took a story and they mashed up several local news stations opening lines. And literally it was like all of them are reading from the same exact script. And it was like all the Fox ones were doing it, all the all the uh, the other ones, the CBS or whatever you want to do. Yeah, it didn't matter what, what affiliation they were, they were all saying the same thing. And it was like they played them at the same time. It shows, do, 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 do they get faster? And then they're yeah. all playing simultaneously. And it's the same exact script without any fail. It's like, oh, that's wonderful. Happy that's we're it. getting good local news. That's what we call proof. Right. <laughs> it's not a conspiracy theory. So Austin, <laughs> Texas. Governor Greg Abbott tonight issued the following statement in response to President Joe Biden's State of the Union address on Tuesday. Tonight. President Joe Biden illustrated that states like Texas are leading the nation and Washington follows. He announced initiatives to lessen the flow of deadly fentanyl into this country. Yet Texas has been fighting this surge 
ever since he opened our southern border to the dramatically increased influence of Mexican cartels. In fact, Texas has seized enough fentanyl to kill every man, woman, and child in the United States. Texas also announced an effort. Wait, is that a threat? Is that a threat, Greg, Governor Abbott? I think it is. We got enough fentanyl. We can kill all of you. You just got to take it. <laughs> anyway, announced an effort last year to educate the public on the dangers of this horrific drug through our One Pill Kills campaign. Americans deserve decisive action from our federal government to stern the tide of this deadly drug entering our country. But in order to truly solve the fentanyl crisis, President Biden needs to do what Texas has been doing, uh, sorry, has been trying to do in his absence, secure our southern border. Once again, President Biden proved that Texas leads and Washington follows. He's just repeating everything that Trump said. We got to support the border. We got to give more money to the border people. Trump said all that. Now you hear Biden saying it, trying to get all the credit. Well, this, this was Governor Abbott. Yeah, this is Governor Abbott of Texas. But, but Biden did steal a lot of Trump's ideas in his State yeah. of the Union uh, like America first. He was like, mm -hmm. everything will be made in the USA. I mean, every state of the union has been that way from him though. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's like whatever policies he knew worked during the, but he, he wrote them off. Cause he even, he even brought up uh, the drug prices. Mm -hmm. Yeah. He was like, well, why do we pay the most in drug prices? Cause you canceled the executive order from Trump to lower them a long time ago. Dilt. Um, <laughs> Same thing he did with the oil. Yeah. Oh, we need oil for the next 10 decades. Yeah, right. he's he so was so quick. You, so why did you stop the pipeline? And, and you know what? The, it's horrible because <laughs> honestly, if you look at almost every president we've had, the first thing they do is wipe out the things that happened for them. Right? They're like, oh, let me get rid of this bad policy, and then they realize it's not bad policy. And then they like several. And then a while in, they're like, oh, this is unpopular. Um, it's like hey, boost. look at my plan. Yeah, it's yeah. my plan now, yeah. and we're gonna mm -hmm. just. Hey, oh, insulin was actually at a decent price because of the because of this policy Trump put into place. I'm going to kill that because obviously it's bad for us. And now I'm going to rewrite it with even worse policy. And now it's mine. I'm going to help you guys with insulin. Even his slogan was plagiarized. Like, think about this. Make America great again. Build back better. Hmm. It'll sound like the same thing. Yeah, very much so. It's almost like those words have the same. There's like, what do they call it? Synonym, synonyms? Yeah. Right? Synonyms. <laughs> anyway, you know what I think they should do with that fentanyl that's coming over the border? Mm. To, to let them know in Washington, D.C. how serious this is. They can, they can, they can take it all to Washington, D.C. that, they, that they, they confiscate and use the Bill Cosby delivery system. Just let them know uh, in their morning coffee what, what, what they're uh, not stopping coming over the border. Mm -hmm. Maybe they'll do their job. Do it randomly. Yeah. One of you in here, <laughs> I, did you guys enjoy your coffee this morning? Yes. <laughs> Excellent. One of you actually ingested fentanyl. <laughs> <laughs> and one of you has a Narcan container. <laughs> Let's see if we can get you two together. <laughs> one in of time. you is about to look like an NFL player. <laughs> <laughs> or a soccer player. Yeah. Or yeah. Any, anybody. Or a comedian. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, we're talking about, you know, just flat out dropping on your face out of nowhere. Yeah. <laughs> there are a lot of people that died suddenly. There's no correlation, no correlation. Ten, ten times the amount of young athletes this year versus last year. Mm. It's crazy. Mm. Yeah. This is another thing I would like to bring up. When Biden came up with um, that hero that shot up those people, 
What was he, Chinese? Oh, um, I'm not sure exactly what we're talking about. Are we talking about the things that happened out in California? Yeah, I think so. He he brought him up and showed him on. Uh, yeah, he stopped them from getting to the second. Yes. Um, nail salon. Yeah, but he didn't bring up about the hero that shot up that guy in um, Indianapolis Mall. That woman that in Greenwood, yeah, saved a lot of people. He didn't bring those up. He didn't bring up the 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 um, guy who was off duty that went to Uvalde and did what all those cops wouldn't do. Yeah. He didn't bring him up either. There's a certain narrative that they keep pushing, you know? I don't know what it is. Um, I know he talked about the talk. Yeah. You know, how he didn't have to have the, it's It's great. Uh, he feels bad for uh, people of a certain melanin level because they have to give their kids the talk. He never had to give the talk to his his kids. Um, I mean, mostly because he was giving his daughter a different talk in the shower. Um, <laughs> his other one wouldn't have listened, and the other one didn't live long enough to understand what the, the talk was. Um that's just right. true. <laughs> so, sorry guys, that was a little dark. <laughs> I should have saved that for my show. Let's get back to levity, shall we? So, hi. Um, but no, it's a simple fact that there is. It's the game plan is always the same. It's never changed. We know where they're going to go. Um, you know, I, I just it's if something doesn't feed the narrative, they overlook certain aspects to make it to pull it back into their their playbook, and that's just what we're seeing from them left and right. If they don't have control, they freak out. Yeah, and what uh, Biden fails to realize, because he's spent his entire life, uh, he's never had a real job. He never worked retail. He never had to deal with customers. He never had to uh, go down and pull, you know, weeds from his uh, parents' garden. He never had to do any of that. And he's, he's lived with a silver spoon up his hindquarters for his entire life, and he's never known anything but that. That's why the holy uses to talk doesn't make much sense. <laughs> a spoon goes on the other side. It probably can speak. <laughs> um, but he's always been so rich that he doesn't understand that it's poor people who get to have the talk with their parents. It's true. Because rich people, they don't worry about the things that we worry about when they get pulled over. Yeah, Paul Pelosi, excuse me. Uh, excuse I mean... And getting tickets is literally saying it's it's legal for a price. <laughs> I mean, that's yeah. sorry, I'm a libertarian. My fault, guys. I'm not supposed to say that. But yeah, it's literally anytime you get a ticket, it's literally hey, that's legal if you can pay for it. Yeah. So yeah, rich people are not affected by that in the same way that poor people are. And I don't know, a lot of the things that the talk encompasses are are generally like I think it's even in the book when you get pulled over, you're supposed to be respectful, have your license and everything registered, turn on the inside light have the window down have your hands exposed i think this is stuff that's like already out there i don't my, think it's my like parents, a special thing my parents gave me the that talk it was the talk it was the talk oh my gosh way better than whatever uh, barbara walters created some years ago <laughs> <laughs> i got that that's bad <laughs> joy behard oh it's filled with oh it's got a chinese balloon on that show have you seen that Oh, what was the Chinese balloon? Oh, whoopee! Whoopee! <laughs> Those used to come in pink. <laughs> anyway, <laughs> what are you doing, Sterling? I'm at a loss. Sterling's left all the buttons alone <laughs> at this point. No, but uh, in all seriousness, my my parents did give me uh, that that talk about uh, what happens if you get pulled over, because um, they knew how rebellious I was. I was a teenager. They knew they were going to have to tell me, "Hey." <laughs> um, when you get pulled over, which you're gonna, because you you got a lead foot, um, you know, 
first of all, if we can get you to slow down, please do that. But you know, if that's not going to happen and you're going to speed, you're going to get pulled over. And here's, here's what you do. If you get pulled over, acknowledge that you were speeding or whatever else you might've did. Um, but also make sure that your dome light is on so they can see your face. If you got a hat on, put that on the dash. Um, have your ID and your registration ready to go. Also have that on the dash ready to go. Take your keys out or we'll put, put the car in park, put keys out, put it on, put those on the dash as well or somewhere that they're not immediately accessible to you and um, put your hands on the steering wheel so they can clearly see your hands and your face. And uh, that's always worked out for me. I've never, you know, been shot at or. It's a good idea, but every time you go like this to get your ID, Cops thinks you're reaching for a gun. Oh, so already, the best thing is to keep your hands on the steering wheel and wait until they get there and ask you for your ID. Oh, see, I already have everything, and I stick my hands out the window. Mm-hmm. I stick my hands out the window, and I, w- I always had limo-tinted windows when I was younger. So it was, I don't know, it's the golden rule, guys. It's the golden rule. Treat others yeah. the way you'd want to be treated, right? So, like, if I'm approaching your car, and I can't see in it, and there's a high likelihood, there's not a high likelihood, there's any likelihood whatsoever that I'm not going to go home tonight, and I can think about the fact that that's more my mortality. They're thinking about that's their mortality. So, okay, cool. Roll my windows down if it's not raining, obviously. I typically grab all of my stuff and put it directly out the window. Um, and just, it's right there. They're going to yell, he's about to fly away. Yeah, and that's the worst <laughs> part. That When I did take off that one time and flew, I was uh, very awkward. <laughs> I didn't know how to respond to that, and they couldn't fire at me because I was fleeing. <laughs> <laughs> they, ha- they did hit my, they snagged my cape, though. That was ridiculous. Build them for that. Were you wearing your detectives? <laughs> <laughs> uh, no, I, I did try the the whole hands out the window thing one time. It's uncomfortable, and it is very uncomfortable. But uh, also, the officer was not happy. Um, really? Yeah, he was like, "Get your hands back in the car." And I'm like, "Okay." So I put him back on the steering wheel because he was he was I guess he was very nervous, and I don't know what I did to make him nervous because the only thing that I did I broke a traffic law. I did. At the time, I forgot my turn signal. It happens sometimes. You forget your turn signal. I was I had a bunch of stuff on my mind, and I just forgot. I made the turn, and I, I seen the lights, and I was like, oh, I forgot my turn signal. Because it immediately came into my head. I was like, oh, man. I, I knew exactly what I did. So when he asked me what I did, I said, I forgot to turn my turn signal on. I'm sorry. I was like, you sure it was the turn signal or the drive-by shooting you were committing? <laughs> uh, I've, been, I've been through Only that. Only on Rosie O'Donnell. <laughs> I've been through that. Uh a lot of times I would move my hand and go, officer, get your hands on the steering wheel. Yeah. That's one mistake that I made. Another one was I got out of my car. Oh, oh, no. And the cops started yelling oh, no. at me, get back in the car right now and uh, put your hands on the steering wheel. That's another mistake yeah. that you could do. Definitely, definitely never get out of the car. This is, this is actually the talk right here. Right. Uh, <laughs> You're welcome, white people, from what I hear. Yeah. <laughs> well, we understand. Don't don't use your white privilege. Definitely never get out of the car. Oh, yeah. Cam, Cam, tell us. Very first time I was pulled over, the only mistake I think I made was, and they let me know of this because they also billed me for it. Don't take your uh, seatbelt off. Mm-mm. Oh wow! No. Like, okay, I put it in park, pulled it off to the side of the road. You know, took off my seatbelt to get all, all my stuff ready because I had to lean over to get the registration out of the dash. I didn't want to be restrained from the seatbelt. Cam's like, they're gonna pull I, me out of the car and beat me anyway. I might as well get the seatbelt <laughs> off. <laughs> I, I took the seatbelt off. It came up. He's like, so you were also driving without your seatbelt? I was like, no, I took it off for you. It's like I was. I had to get all the stuff ready. He's like, well, I'm, I I can't like know that that you were honest with that so i i have to i stopped to catch you for that i was like 
okay. Click. Yeah. <laughs> also, if you step out of your vehicle, what, what Louie was talking about, though, uh, that there, uh, the police officer is thinking, oh, they must be guilty of something because they don't want me to get in their vehicle. Right. It's blocking. It's, it's, it, it's it, a blocking stuff in my car. Uh, it's a it's a normal tactic of, hey, look at me, look at me, look at me. Don't look at my car. Don't look at my car. Don't look at my car. But it also can be aggressive if you turn toward the officer. And like I've seen people to like get out and they start walking toward the squad car. And I'm like, oh, no, this guy's going to die. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's true. Because I've seen almost every episode of Cops ever and every time. It's never failed. Someone gets out of their car, they find something. There's always something. Uh, like, well, the dog signaled, we got to go into your car. What? Yeah, and they start freaking out. And it's like, oh, now you know they're, they're definitely guilty. <laughs> so Biden, hear us when we say poor people get the talk, no matter their skin color. It's true. It's true. I, <laughs> yeah. I didn't know that was a thing that people didn't realize. <laughs> I didn't know what you guys were talking about at first because I, I, I remember the talk going differently. Oh, this must have been about Aeroslav. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, what, what talk are you guys talking Bird, about? Birds, cars and, and birds and bees. What do cars have to do with this? <laughs> yeah, now they have to talk about all these other things like bees and bees and yeah. birds and birds. <laughs> birds and birds. Birds that think they're bees. Birds with stingers. and uh, I'll say bees that lost their stingers. <laughs> <laughs> Yep, Sterling's done. We got him. Well, we better we better bring this to a close, Alan. So. <laughs> Getting into overtime, I think. Yes, we are. We We're a while ago. Hey, episode fifty, overtime. Five zero, baby. Overtime. Woo. <laughs> All right. Well, get us a closing prayer. Uh, yeah, let's do a closing prayer first, and we'll we'll do outros. Yeah, uh, Father God, we want to thank you for this time of uh, fellowship. We want to thank you for our viewers and our listeners. Um, we hope that we've uh, reached them uh, not only with your, your word, Lord, but also allowed them to understand that those values that you've taught in that 66 books of truth can stretch in every part of their life. You're not to be put on a shelf on Sunday. You are every part of their life. And uh, we want to thank you for this opportunity. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. 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 All right, so of course, everybody at the table here, let's go ahead and go across the table. Why are you looking at me like that, Josh? What's wrong? I'm just listening. I don't want to talk to you. Okay. Cam, Cam's choking. Louie. <laughs> yes, sir. Episode 50. Yes. So thankful to have you here. Likewise, and I'm glad to see you. What did you get here? Louis Rodriguez. I mean, guys, I know you're over there right now watching Rodriguez Rants, okay? Make sure you're there. It's a little different than this show. I don't know if it's uh is it is it still where would you put it PG thirteen, it's it's gone to PG now it's yeah. it's gone to PG okay yeah. so definitely go over and check it out um fantastic content he has tons of views so I mean obviously other people love it you're going to as well yep. across from him now that he's not choking Cam doing better episode fifty thank you so much for being here always glad to be here Cam with all the words yeah every time every single time. <laughs> Not stoic at all. <laughs> Across from me, host of Faith, Family, and Politics, yeah. bringing the message today, killing on the message, killing it with love, even. Josh Cummins. Thank you, sir. Ah, I'm, I'm so happy you let me be here for episode 50. It was, it was, well, I, I, I specifically requested. <laughs> the only person to make me regret being here for episode 50 our wonderful producer, Sterling. He's pumping his fist, not hitting buttons. 
Make Go it ahead. Button. Make get it, it button. Get it's episode it, 50. It. You can celebrate. Give us a button. There we go. Yeah. It is. Fantastic. And um, oh. that's, that's enough, Sterling. <laughs> Too <laughs> much button. I'll He's, tell you, I tell you, Alan, they never turn the cameras around. They're fake news. <laughs> He's very heavy-handed with that button. <laughs> um, <laughs> I'm your guest host, Alan McFarland. Go check out my show, Laughing Libertarian. Just don't do it with the kids. But because you're here, of course, like I said before, like this, share it. Comment, 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 comment. I say that all on my show. But we need the comments here. If you guys want to help us, subscribe. If you're already subscribed, comment. Talk to us. Let us know what you like. And also, commenting is going to make sure that YouTube knows that you like it, and they'll know other people will like it as well. So Facebook, too. Yes. Actually, yes. I'm sorry. You're on Facebook and uh, Rumble. For now. For now. Restricted. And Rumble. restricted. Oh, you're restricted? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so Facebook, YouTube, Rumble, um, you know, Truth Social, anywhere you get your audio podcast, just make sure you're, you're spreading the love for us if you if you will, if you obviously want to pass this good message on to your friends. If you're on any of those other things, make sure you hit the bell. Because they're not letting people know that we're doing things. Cam? Ding. <laughs> is, that, is that the ding? Yeah. yeah. It's usually what the phone does. Cam, yeah. Cam, Cam did it. Uh, but anyway, <laughs> everybody, have a wonderful day. We'll see you next week. Bye. And I'm hoping that Alan says the prayer one day. Let us know if you <laughs> want him to pray for oh, us. Don't do that. Yes, please. <laughs> please comment for that. We'll see you. <laughs>